Um, hang on one second, one second. Sorry. Camera turned off. Sorry, sorry, sorry. That was good timing. It actually turned off right before I started, so we could... Okay, Brooklyn my bum. Okay, welcome everyone. Uh, we're continuing in the uh, Igaris Tagra. Actually, uh, we fit, we completed the Igaris Tagra, so we're going to spend two sessions just reviewing it. And we're going to review in the following way. Um, I mentioned that halfway through the Sefer, um, I have an Oitzer HaChachma, an edition of Igeras Hagra, but I did not realize that it was available um, by Art Scroll. So one of the Talmidim, Rav Chaim Knievsky, Rabbi Shaya Groucher, uh, has a, an edition of the Igeras Hagra, actually quite a, an interesting edition, and Art Scroll came out with it as well. So what we're, go- we're going to use their edition to review the Sefer because they break down the Igeras Hagra into 17 parts. We'll do half today. Have tomorrow. Um, so I want to share with you that in his introduction, he brings that there are three editions of the Geras Hagra, which we mentioned was originally written in Yiddish, and one edition is printed at the end of Masil Sisharim. And the reason why we have discrepancies in the various editions is because it was written in Yiddish, and in Yiddish there are no uh, masculine and feminine. Okay, so you have the edition printed at the end of Masil Sisharim. You have the edition recorded by Rabbi Yosef Zundel of Salant, who is a Talmud of the Gra, and then you have the edition of Aram Tsoiva. Okay, now the Gra begins with the Psicha, and his Psicha, he tells his mother not to worry about him, um, like you assured me. And uh, the point being, the Gra apparently would not have gone to Eretz Yisrael if his mother uh, would be in pain. Uh, it would be a violation, perhaps, of Kibbutz, and and he it wasn't enough that uh, he asked her not to be Bitsar, but he also got assurances that she would not be Bitsar. Okay, that's the first piece. Then the Gura talks about Eretz Yisrael. Actually, it's very interesting, and I'm quite honored. I received a tshuva in the mail from uh, a chash of a younger man. I don't know if he wants me to say his name. He lives in Lakewood. He wrote me a two-page uh, handwritten letter of different Shilas on the Shiurim, the first one being on the Igaras Hagra, so maybe we'll address the Shaila. <coughs> In the next piece, the Gra discusses the greatness of Eretz Yisrael, how men journey for many, many years to make money. They leave their wives, they leave their family. Says the Gra, I'm not leaving for business, I'm leaving to Eretz Yisrael, that everyone yearns and looks toward, and it is it is the desire of all of Klal Yisrael and the desire of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So we were medayik, actually, in one of my editions of the Igaras Hagra, he brings a parish that's medayik, apparently the Gra holds, that there's no mitzvah of Yishev Eretz Yisrael, because if there was, the Gra should say, I'm going to Eretz Yisrael because of the mitzvah of Yishev Eretz Yisrael. Apparently, it's not a it's not a mitzvah. It's only a ma'ila. It's only a makam of ruchnias, a makam of devekos. But then uh, this younger man asked that the Rav Michal Yehuda Lefkowitz, in his edition of the Igaras Hagra, writes that uh, the Gra mentions, "I know I left my children here. How could the Gra leave his children?" He apparently felt that his wife and mother-in-law were, and and mother would do a, a good job raising the kids. 
And the trade-off was the mitzvah of Yishev Eretz Yisrael outweighs the mitzvah or the advantage of Chinuch that the girl would have had had he been able to be Mechanech them personally. But wait a second, we just said that the girl holds there is no mitzvah of Yishev Eretz Yisrael. That was the question that I received. And it could be that uh, maybe these two shitas are not consistent with, with each other, but if you want to reconcile them, you could say as follows, that really the girl holds it's only a maila and it's only... A uh, makam of Ruchnius and a makam of Devekus, but that great Maila of Kedushas Eretz Yisrael, even if it's not a commandment, would outweigh the the additional chinuch, perhaps that he would have been able to offer. Okay, then the Gra um, speaks about Genus the denigration of the emptiness of this world, and the Gra compared the pleasures of this world to salty waters, and we explained based on this that salty water, you drink it and you think it's going to quench your thirst, and then you just become thirstier. We mentioned the Ramban. The Ramban says that the um, distorted and deviant desires that people supposedly have nowadays is only because they've already indulged in every possible taiva that they're still not satisfied, so they have to invent things that they don't even desire. So this is along the same lines as the Gra explaining that the pleasures of this world are like salty waters. Then the Gra talks about Dibor, Diburim, the importance of uh, weighing every single word. The Gra uses an expression, even a small word is not lost. And then the Gra says something very powerful. He says, All of one's mitzvahs, all of one's Torah, will now not outweigh the damage that could be done and the... Uh, spiritual descent that a per, that could accrue to a person through wasting words. The Gras says, called Kafa Kela, the whole punishment of the Kafa Kela, where one is slung from one world end of the world to the other, Hakol Behevel Pilv Sheldvar Betelem, all comes from the emptiness of idle chatter. And then the Gras says, especially prohibited words, especially in Shul, especially on Shabbos, especially on Yom Tif, and the Gras says um, a very powerful expression. I remember when I was a Bachar, this had a big impact on me. The Gras says, On Shabbos and Yom Tov, do not speak at all about things that are not very needed. Even those things which are very needed, be very brief. Says the Gras, The sanctity of Shabbos is very great. Only with great difficulty did the Chazal permit one to even say the word Shalom on Shabbos. Says the Gras, see in one with one word how strict the Chachamim are. Then the Gras spoke about in his fifth subject Shabbos and Yom Tif, honoring the Shabbos, not being thrifty when it comes to the Shabbos. All of one's food is already decided from Rosh Hashanah. Until Yom Kippur, besides Shabbos and Yom Tov. Then the Gros speaks about Chinuch uh, Habanais. The Gros says that women should only learn Musar on Shabbos. So what? Does that mean the Gros would say you shouldn't read Mishpacha magazine and Ami on Shabbos? Yeah, that's right. That's what the Gros would say. Now, I have nothing against those magazines. They're wonderful. But all these Jewish publications, the Gros would say, not on Shabbos. Not during the week either. But uh, on Shabbos, the Gra again, these are for, for women. For men, Shabbos is for Lima But for women, again, I'm not telling you what to do. We're learning the Geras HaGra here. So uh, I'm an unapologetic teacher. I can only tell you what the man says. And he says, on Shabbos, only learn Moser. 
Now, I'm not recommending that you do, that you enforce this to your wife, not if you want to stay in the house, if you uh, want to jeopardize your stay over there, you can do whatever you want. But uh, again, this is a recommendation of the Gra. And interestingly, the Gra says that one should be very strict with their daughters, even more than their sons. And uh, we'll, we'll get into that very briefly. And the Gra um, also says a very frightening thing. And the Gra says, that, uh, heaven forbid, if a person's children do not act properly, the father and mother are very much accountable. And even if a parent was uh, very on top of the chinuch of their children and the child did not follow suit, it is a tremendous source of tsar and bizayun in the next world. We did mention, and uh, just for the sake of truth, uh, in the Art Scroll edition, which, suppo- which is supposed to be the English edition of Rav Groucher's edition on Igar Sagra, they do not bring this, probably because this is a little bit uh, too tough to swallow, but Rav Chaim Knievsky was asked, well, what if a parent did every possible thing in their capacity, and Rav Chaim said the parent is still accountable because it's the, the parent's job to incessantly pray for the spiritual welfare of their child. Again, it's something to bear in mind. It is a responsibility of a parent to uh, put an effort in praying for their children. Okay, then the Gra talks about Chinuch Habanim. Now in Chinuch Habanim, the Gra sort of uh, is carrying a different tune. Three times the Gra says that one has to be gentle with their sons. The way we explained it is the way the Gra himself says, is that because learning Torah is only integrated in a person's heart with a gentle approach. And since when it comes to boys, you have to teach them Torah, then you can't apply the same method as for girls. The Gra does say a very interesting thing regarding um, support and hiring a Malamdim to learn with one's sons. The Gra says all of one's Mazaynois is set from Rosh Hashanah, except for Tishrei. Tishrei stands for Talmud Torah, Shabbos, Rosh Chodesh, and Yamim Tadim. Okay, and then um, offering number eight of the Gra, Simas Lev Lechayi Netzach, paying attention to eternal life, focus on the afterlife. Uh, afterlife. Many people, the Gra says, are very overly concerned. What is going to be with my children after 120? Who's going to support them? Who's going to pay for the nursery tuition of my great grandchildren's great great grandchildren? So a person feels they have to save up, save up for the next generation. Says the Gra. The only value in children is what, is the learning of Torah that they could do and their good deeds. However, you're worried about their support. What about God takes care of their support? The only thing He doesn't take care of is their behavior. Um, so the Gras sort of uh, bursts the bubble of those who are overly concerned in uh, supporting their children after 120. I think we mentioned from the father of the Shla that one should, uh, so to speak, fulfill both desires, namely, one should leave over money to their children, but um, he suggests um, leave over a very large portion to tzedakah as well, and by doing that, you sort of fulfill both of uh, both responsibilities. Um, the Gra then says, one should read this letter weekly, especially on Shabbos before you eat, during the meal, so that you don't come to speak to Varim Batalim, and certainly that you don't come to speak Lashon Hara. The Gra then emphasizes the importance of habit. Habit is uh, d- determines and controls 
the majority of one's behavior, and therefore one has to develop good habits. And then the Gura says something, which is in the uh, edition of Kesar Aram Tsoiva, namely, the Gura says, the Tavlin, the antidote to the Yev Sahara for men is learning Torah. And um, I was reading this today, and I think I want to explain it in the following way, because I'm not uh, necessarily satisfied with the superficial reading. First of all, it's not in every single edition of the Gra, but the Gra does say, at least in this edition, that for women, the Tavlin for the Yetzirah is Tznias, which I think is an abused uh, version of this Gra, as if all a woman has to do is be modest in dress, and so to speak, that takes care of her Yetzirah. Because the Gra says two other things. It's also in the way she accords herself with good character, with courtesy, with all modes of behavior. Meaning like this, Rabbi Yisrael Salanter was mechadesh, that not Torah in general is the antidote to the Yitzhahar, but more specifically, the learning of Musar, which is a branch of Torah. And the acting with Midois Toivois, whether it's humility, whether it's chesed, whether it's not being jealous, whether it's be having an eye in toivo, all of this comes under the rubric of midos and musar. So I don't think it's only modest dress, which is a woman's antidote to the Yitzhahara, but it's an all-encompassing taira. The taira that applies to a woman, namely her entire mode of behavior, is the, the proper mode of behavior, is the antidote for the um, Yitzhahara. Okay, Rabbi Isai, well, that will be uh, session one. Bez Hashem, Monday, we'll, we'll try to finish up. Wishing everybody a great evening. Tonight at 8.30, we have a uh, amazing shir on Parshas B'Shalach, followed by a, a very nice uh, Tubishvat program with uh, Divrei Torah on Tubishvat, maybe something more than that even. And uh, stay tuned, it's going to be on to any time. And the website, Rabbi Isai, have a great evening. Call to. The second part will probably start around 9.15, give or take. The, the first part is from 8:30. this morning. First part, 8.30. Yeah. Call to... I have to uh, a little bit early for the uh, by Monday. By the time I finish Mincha Marv, people are just barely getting home at that time. All right, we'll have yeah. to see. We'll see. I think I, 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 I,